the numbers count the numbers <laughs> counting so. down before people of Boston start tearing up things yeah. and anger and frustration. Didn't everybody die at the end of Departed? I feel like, yes, spoiler every, alert, everybody. that's not a really inspirational movie for people in Boston. It's like, maybe they shouldn't. I thought it was I thought it was the town. Wasn't the town? Oh, it was the town that he watched all the time. That was the town yeah, that he they, watched. Yeah, they were like bank robbers. Did they all die in that movie too? I don't know. I, I just, yeah, they were bank robbers and he just robbed me of any <laughs> enjoyable basketball tonight. So I get it. I understand. Uh, it was very enjoyable. I liked it. It was fun. It was, uh, it's hard not to enjoy game seven. I mean, the, the closing, the final quarter was garbage, but I feel like the rest of mm-hmm. it was fun to watch. I don't know. It was just so, I mean, the Celtics are so infuriating to watch, man. They're just, they're just a hard watch, man. Like it's just, all the threes. Like, why are we doing this? Why don't, are we shooting the threes? Don't you dare give the analysis before we make Alabaster do his job and ask some questions. Oh, yeah, yeah. We got to wait for Alabaster to tell us what to do. I'm here to I'm, ask. I'm, the, jumping the, I'm jumping the gun. I'm here to ask yeah. the tough questions, David. Don't worry. We'll get too, through all of that. I, I, too much dog in me. I was ready for it. <laughs> but I'm actually going to uh, show support to Heat culture and the Miami Heat. We should start with them, which is after... Seven games this series, three games where it seemed like we were creating towards a sweep in the three-game comeback. What was your takeaway from this game seven where the Heat absolutely crushed this Celtics team? Yeah, I think it, it's uh, the further we get away from this, the less we'll be able to – ooh, I'm moving. The less oh. we'll be able to appreciate how great I think – everybody else was because it sounded like it seemed like Caleb Martin and obviously Gabe Vincent missed a couple shots early but he came on later Duncan came and hit some shots it just felt like they were having guys make plays and Jimmy Butler had a couple of really good runs but it was the kind of tale of two teams and that the the Heat have been supporting their number one guy a lot through the course of this playoffs and then allowing him to be special in special moments and the Celtics don't really do that too often. And they needed a lot from uh, Jason Tatum. And he was hurt in the first play. I, I've already pivoted back to the Celtics. Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. Let's talk more about the Heat. <laughs> I, I love them. They're good. Caleb Martin may be a future Hall of Famer. And Kyle Lowry did a whole bunch of impressive, annoying stuff that don't show up in the stat sheet. And Bam was aggressive, even though he couldn't make the ball go through the hoop. But he still had his impact on the game. Yeah, on, on like a, a large scale, sort of pull, pulling back a little bit, this team, like the loss, the game six loss, teams just fold and fall yeah. apart. We just saw Philadelphia do that. We saw Philadelphia fall apart at the end of game six, and they just never seem to recover. And this is like the heat culture of it all. Like this is what it embodies right here is that you had probably the most heartbreaking loss in your franchise history. And everybody's saying that this series is over now. You're going back to Boston, game seven. We just saw Tatum score 51 points yeah. last time he had a game seven. They were five and 0 in elimination games. And you punch this this team in the mouth. Like, obviously, yes, Tatum was hurt, but they just played this yeah. like they were they played like they were expected to win this game. That's a good point. I, I didn't think about how perfect this is for the heat culture narrative, but like there's <laughs> oh, nothing yeah. more heat culturally than culturally than going up three zero and then going on a oh and three streak and then going on the road to win game seven in dominating fashion. 
I don't know how many other teams in the league would have won this game. <laughs> you know, like this is this is just and all the teams that would have won that would have lost this game were probably more talented than this Heat team. <laughs> you know, they were thirty. Yeah. I think they were thirtieth in points. You know, snuck into the playoffs. We know that story. They had no shot. There was no reason they should have won this game. I well, you know, there was I'm, one I'm reason. Sort of the Celtics because they have been Celticking uh, for a while. I think they're five and six at home this in the playoffs this year. Which is why you fight for home court advantage if you're not going to do nothing about it. Well, but but that's but the Celtics are a finals team. And they're Celticsing, and the Heat are not Celticsing at all. Like yeah. you could say, yes, they lost those three games in a row, but they were losing to a better team that was playing better, right. and they were dealing with injuries during that time. Game six, you know, shouldn't have not even been close because again, the Celtics were Celticsing. Yeah. And this, but this is the eighth seed team that I would say at no point in this playoffs that I could think of that they've just blown a game. Yeah. You know, they either lost to a better team. Or they're winning and they're making other teams blow games, you know, and, and they just keep doing this to the point that now they're in the finals. This is the first time they've been tested this year, too. The Heat. Like they yeah. ran through yeah. the first two rounds and then they pretty much were running through the Celtics also. And then they got tested. And we are reminded that they are probably one of the more mentally tough teams. Jimmy Butler is one of the most mentally tough starters uh, or stars that you have in this league. And all these other no name guys whose names we all know now are also pretty tough. Like to imagine that Caleb Martin, a name that most NBA fans probably didn't even know at the beginning of this season, would go on the road in game seven and just be lights out. And it's not just catch and shoot. Like he's creating his own offense. He he hit two separate like fadeaway baseline jumpers, like Jordan moves. Like that's the type of stuff that you don't, you don't pull that shot if you're Gabe Vincent. But he's hitting them with confidence. And it was it was impressive. I don't know what to say other than I'm a believer. If I wasn't a believer in heat culture before, I am now. Did you really just compare Caleb Martin to Michael Jordan after you compared Jimmy Butler <laughs> to Michael Jordan? Are we doing this? No, we're not. See, it's just like that that baseline fadeaway. It was what I grew up watching Michael Jordan hit. It was just like a I shot think, that you was... wouldn't have anybody take other than Michael Jordan and Hakeem. They're the only people that shoot that shot with any consistency. And I saw Caleb Martin pull it twice today. So he's not Jordan yet. I think you say he's Jordan-esque. Uh, clearly, he's Jordan-esque. It's, yeah, is, mean, is it esque? Y'all made Harold Miner Jordan-esque. So, I mean, Caleb Martin definitely can be. I mean, I was like five. But, yeah, I get yeah, the point. You, you was Jordan. part of him. Yeah. You was part of it. You was saying, I was out there. Jordan. That's exactly how I talked when I was, I was that age. I probably was a little bit older, but I, I like to pretend that I was younger back then. But, yeah, Baby Jordan, one dunk contest, and that's it. Miami Heat. Yep. Hey, there's something common that's – you know, a lot of Jordans. Maybe the, maybe Heat culture is just creating Michael Jordans. I can't imagine that before this playoff started that you would have told me that I'd be more shocked if the Celtics returned to the finals. And I felt like that the course of this game, beginning before the game even started, I was like, yeah, I kind of would be shocked if the Celtics go. And then they did all the things that you expect them to do. I'll let Jason Tatum off the hook because of the ankle injury. But Jalen Brown then stepped up to be the hero. It's sad because he really badly always wants to be the fulcrum of this offense mm. and the hero who takes big shots. And he had his shot today, and he just kept just, giving the ball away. Just not that guy, man. I mean, when you're when Missoula is running set plays for Derek White, like you're in trouble. You know, when they're like – 
Savion Glover is going to save our team right now. Tap like, dances? <laughs> yeah, a little, little that, that, like that's the that's when you start to worry a little uh, bit because that and he was and to his defense, he was the best offensive weapon on that team for yeah. for like way too many stretches of this game. I I thought if we were going to pivot to the Celtics a little bit, but I, I thought that I was worried at the very beginning of this game. Obviously, the Tatum injury aside, when the score was nine to four. And the Heat looked exhausted. Yeah, they could they not were score. Shooting. Yeah, shots they were coming up short. They couldn't do anything. Right. Everything was just, they couldn't get over screens. And the Celtics just couldn't do anything about it. They yeah. could not score. They could, like that, this game should have been 15 to 4, 17 to 4 out the gate. Yeah. And I was worried for the Celtics when they could not build that lead when the Heat looked so tight coming out of the. Out the beginning. I, knew, I knew the Celtics were in bad shape when I was like, man, they got to get the ball to smart. There was a couple times <laughs> in the game where I was like, man, Smart the only one that I feel like I can trust to make these these decisions at this moment, which is not normally something that you would think of. But if there was a team and I don't know, I, you know how I feel about getting into like measuring somebody's a dog and the mm-hmm. aggressiveness of the team. Like my critique of this team is not about how hard they play or how much they want it, because it doesn't seem like that's the problem. And it, of course, it shouldn't be in a conference final game seven, and it never is. But it's just about a team that is constructed around shooting threes. It's like yeah. they were 21% they, from three, and the Heat were like 50, I think. That's a game that you're going to get blown out in most of the time. And it wasn't even like they were getting bad shots. Early in the game, they were killing that zone, the Celtics were, by getting to that mm-hmm. like painted area and then kicking, open, kicking out to wide open threes. And they just weren't making them. And if they're not making threes and they don't have uh, Tatum to handle the ball, the offense is booty. <laughs> the the it's Kyle that's Kyle Lowry esque that offense. The, they oh. just have no they have no you know plan B. Yeah. The Celtics have no plan B. They have no apparatus to get them out of trouble when the threes are not falling, and that's the problem. And they should because you have guys who can get into the paint as you mentioned. They have post players they have they should have something that they can tap into that says hey the threes are not falling let's go win the game the other way and what they do instead is just keep chucking up threes <laughs> like they shoot worse threes yeah, somehow like Jalen Brown towards the end of the game when it was sort of getting close to getting out of hand just runs down the court and just fires up a heat check three when there was no heat to check you weren't I, making it I remember it. that that it, was it, yeah yeah after after um Caleb Martin took a heat check three yeah it's Caleb Martin Brown was like three. oh me too no no <laughs> and you both missed <laughs> no 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 I blame Steph Curry and and they got everybody thinking you could be a three-point shooting team and win the finals like yeah it's part of the game but you got to have another move what's up Alabaster uh, I have a bunch of Celtics follow-ups. So first, I just want to show you this picture of Bill Simmons that's going viral on Twitter. Uh-oh. It might be the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. He's just in, he's in the stands, Uh-oh. devastated. Uh-oh. Just that Uh-oh. that thousand mile stare. Um, so Hello, darkness, my old friend. I, I, we're we're dancing around the Celtics big picture, and I right. you know I could ask you the narrative of like how should they feel about this team, which I think is interesting because they came back from. 3-0, they got to this point. But the biggest thing is this this team has been to what? Four conference finals, five conference finals. They were there in the finals last year. Do yeah. you think they have enough enough with Jason Tatum as their number one option and Jalen Brown as their number two option? Because this was pants around the ankles for Jalen Brown when he had to be the primary creator for this team. And that is something that 
This is an all NBA guy who's up for five years, $295 million. I think it's worth discussing how we feel about that pairing in this team as an Eastern conference contender moving forward. Yeah. It's going to be really hard. He did, he did, he did dribble like he had his pants around his ankles, so I understand. Yeah, it's going to be really hard, I think, for them going forward, especially with the, the new CBA is a lot more punitive on uh, going over into the luxury tax. Uh, it's hard because what are the other options is always my question. It reminds me of the conversations we have about NFL teams that are trying to move on from quarterbacks. It's like, yeah, it sounds good. Let's go get a better quarterback. Where is he at? <laughs> so, yeah, mm-hmm. go get a better option than Jalen Brown. And it's possible that you could get somebody worse than Jalen Brown who fits better with Jason Tatum. That may be the move, but I don't know where that guy is either. And Jalen Brown has definitely hurt his value, I, I think. It was at some point when we thought that he had the potential to grow into, like, a real legitimate superstar, and that feels less and less likely, I, I still would say that you – I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a coward. I'm not moving on from this group without anything to show for it. And Jason Tatum is still young enough that he's not in his prime just yet. So that's I guess that's what I'm banking on is that Jason Tatum will continue to get better. Jalen Brown maybe a little bit better also. And that we'll get some luck break our way because they're going to be in the playoffs every year. Yeah, I, this team the people seem to forget that this the beginning of the season was from hell. They lost their coach a few weeks before the season started, and then they hired this guy who hadn't coached and was sort of over his rails as a coach. Like, he's just not equipped to go into the playoffs and do a conference finals and face up Eric Spolster. Like, I'm sorry, Missoula is is decently good coach, it seemed like. Obviously got these guys to a uh, uh, two-seed, but th- he was just out of his range to be doing this. And – that's contributed to why they lost this series. But even with all of that chaos, they still were one game away from the NBA Finals and lost against a team that is having an all-time, no pun intended, heater right now in the playoff. They shot 50% from three in the first three games of the series. Like, this team was right there. And, you know, give them a season where they can figure some of this stuff out. Maybe they'll have a new coach. Maybe they'll have – maybe Missoula just be a better coach next year. The East is really not going to get much better than it is right now. Harden is probably going to be gone from Philadelphia. Milwaukee has a lot of contract issues they have to figure out. They have a new coach. I mean, you could theoretically be right back in this position or right back in the finals next season. Again, things could fall your way. Like, I don't know why you'd blow this team up when they're still on the precipice of championships. They just ran into a team that just just, just the heater just doing something that's impo- improbable and impossible, but otherwise they're still one game away from the NBA Finals. It's still not going to be an easy decision, I think, next year to or this offseason, whether they're going to extend uh, Jalen Brown or not. Because uh, And I haven't done all the, the cap math, but this team is a talented team, and they're relatively deep and kind of flexible. But my guess is they're not going to be able to bring back uh, – Williams and White and all these people that they have now and smart and pay all these people, the other Williams, if they also bring back Jalen Brown. So that's the question. And I don't know who wants Jalen Brown, if they could sign and trade him for somebody, but yeah, I don't know. It feels like the best option is to keep those two together and then try to get some veterans that are interested in making a run at a title to come play next to them for, for less than they can get elsewhere. Yeah, I think that's the move. You keep the two best players, and then you figure out what to do with some of these other players. Like, you really got to look at what Marcus Smart 
is contributing as to, in terms of fit to this team. Right. Like you need, I think you need a traditional point guard. And we saw that today when Jason Tatum cannot dribble the ball. Jalen Brown also cannot dribble the ball. <laughs> and so like, those are two very important things that you need on a team. If you're going to yeah. win some games and they ain't had it. And I think, you know, Al Horford aged 10 years somehow between each game because he just looks like, you know, he didn't have it. And so there's a lot of things they can do in the margins to improve this team, which I feel like there's no way you can't keep Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. Just write the check, man. Yeah, you're gonna have to. I don't know how many, how often guys qualify for the supermax and then don't get it. But uh, given that the the rumor was he was already upset with the Celtics order, organization for like shopping him in the Durant trade, like it feels like they're gonna have to pay that man because he mm-hmm. is an important part of this team. You're not gonna be able to get him for cheap, even if you think he's not worth it. Uh, it's yeah. about how much he's worth to you, not how much he's worth elsewhere. Because I don't know what you're going to do from that point. You better draft well. What's up? Okay, well, let's put this in practical terms. I understand like the the concept of the NBA marketplace that you have to pay him. But if you have these two together, do you think this can be a team that can win a championship? The Celtics. Absolutely. I mean, Jason Tatum's not in his prime yet. He's still getting better. They have been in the conference finals. It seems like every year that they've been together, they've been to the finals once before. Like It, it feels like as long as you have a team that can make a run, then you have a chance. And you have a player who can go for 50 in a in pivotal game seven situation, you have a chance. Like Jason Tatum is that potent offensive player and great on defense. Like, Robert Williams isn't as healthy as they need him to be, and he's never going to get that healthy again. Maybe they could figure out something to do about rim protection other than that guy. But, yeah, I mean, I think that's an easy question. It seems obvious that they're capable of it. Yeah, I mean, there there were a um, all-time Steph Curry game four performance away from going 3-1 in the finals, right? And, you know, depending on – what day it is, you could say that they were the better team in the finals. I mean, and obviously they were the better team in this series, uh, regardless of what the outcome is. So they have the tools to win a championship. It's just like, stop peeing on yourself (laughs) (laughs) at the end of all these important games and try to figure this thing out. Like that's the issue. And I think that comes to like some of the marginal players, the coaching, like things that you can do to build around these two guys. Because I mean, we're talking about them like, they're just failures, but like you said, these teams keeps making the conference finals. They just they just are like pencil them in for a conference finals, no matter what's going on. And like that has not traditionally been seen as a failure in this league. You know, like now we're looking at them as a failure for being you know sub thirty year old guys who are you know games away from winning championships every single time that they you know get on the court and that should not be something that you blow up just to push back on the other direction i think that there's also possible that like there's a there is a residue from this season i Mm -hmm. will see what happens next year but i think that these types type of lows uh teams respond differently to those uh we'll see and uh, you could argue that uh, the way that this season kind of came together was something that was hard for them to deal with. So this is where having a strong culture and mentally tough mm-hmm. players is comes in handy. You think back to uh, the Spurs, like they're, they're having that devastating loss to Miami and the big three when uh, I guess it was Ray Allen hit that shot. And mm-hmm. that was like their motivation for the next season. The problem for, the Celtics is this season was supposed to be the bounce back season after they were supposed to win it last year. 
So they got back to back bounce back seasons to motivate them, I guess. That, this it's a bouncy it's a bouncy backer year year. <laughs> bounce back to electric boogaloo coming next season. That's what's gonna happen. Oh, they bouncing back. If they could trade Jalen Brown for Damian Lillard, would you do it? Ooh. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's well. I guess Jalen Brown is not as revered for his defensive ability as he once was, but Damian Lillard don't play no defense. None whatsoever. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, he. Uh, how many years Damian Lillard got left? Like, I, I, I don't think I would want to do that. And as and Damian and, Lillard's what thirty three? Yeah, thirty. You know, maybe and this is getting... prisoner of the moment. I, I mean, I don't want to be prisoner of the moment and assume that they'd be better with Damian Lillard. I think that some of the mentality of the team that we talk about is not being there, and like Jason Tatum not having that like attack mentality it would appear that Damian Lillard would come in and address that. So whatever he lacks on defense, he makes up for and uh, like leadership, I think. And also his ability to score the ball and take those big shots and like control the pace of the game and the tempo of the game. Uh, I want to say no, but I I want to say say yes. I want to say no because yeah, defense and, and, and durability, those are the issues, but also like, why is it so difficult for Jalen Brown to dribble, right? Like that feels like an off-season fix. You know no, what I'm saying? Like, they, no, like it's not. I'm they, sorry. they are multiple off seasons of fixing. Like he, they were, he was, they, the Warriors once they figured out he couldn't dribble or go left, they just pounded that the entire finals. And I'm like, well, you don't have any sort of retort for that you don't no, have any, you didn't no come fix. back this season you didn't come back this season like yeah i've been working on i've been dribbling with like my left hand on cobblestones or something to like get better at this <laughs> like what are you doing like why why is this still a vulnerability it's dribbling a basketball well you know like not, this is not what gonna you, get fixed what you're doing that's not fair of you to act like it's not in uh you're not dribbling it against world-class athletes in high pressure situations but i get the point he can't do it so, like, yeah, he's yeah. never been able to do it. He's not going to start doing it now. I like the idea. I feel like this is the classic decision of, like, are we going to, like, superpower our window now but shrink mm-hmm. it or try to extend the window as long as possible? And I tend to, like, err on the side of extend the window, but I get the idea. Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it was the dumbest thing that ever happened. I mean, but I mean, if we're starting the season next year, who are you putting in the East that's that's getting making the finals over Boston? I mean, I feel like it's just disrespectful not to say the Heat, but also Boston. Boston, right. <laughs> so up? I wanna get to back to the Heat for in in one second, then we'll get to that NBA finals topic. But I one thing you talk about organizational culture and organizational stability. And on one sense, you could look at the Celtics and be like, this has been a stable organization. They've been good for a really long time. But then you look at the Celtics, you look at the Warriors this year. Both of those teams had offseason scandals and have had, I mean, you hate to say it, but like losing to an eight seed when you're the Celtics has to be a disappointing outcome. If the culture around that team is Joe Mazzulla, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, how do you fix this? How do you fix this if it's them? Is it just running it back, or is there actual changes this organization can make to have a tangibly different feeling team? Yeah, and I don't think that they are the culture. Like it's, I feel like from uh, 
it hasn't been a bad organization. This has been one of the organizations that have been consistently good, overachieved for several years. Uh, they handed it off from Ainge to what's the name? What's the coach guy who moved up? Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens. Stevens. Yeah. Like it's, it feels like the culture of the organization isn't weak given the, the uh, success that they've had so far. So I'm not so sure that Joe Missoula can come in and completely sink the culture out of nowhere just because he came from the back row of the bench. So I'm not sure that there's a problem with the culture. The results don't necessarily mean like we're not going to say the heat culture is not a thing if they lose to the Nuggets in the finals. We'll accept that it's something that exists and it's something that is beneficial. So it's hard for me to look at what they've done since Jason Tatum got there and before he got there with um, Isaiah Thomas, who was at the game last night. Like the success that they've had over the course of this time, like indicates to me that. They seem like they have a pretty strong winning culture. And just because they haven't gotten over that last hurdle is no reason to be like, eh, we got to fix this culture. Let's get rid of everybody. I mean, they're the only franchise in the league who's recovered from Kyrie Irving, right? <laughs> like, they, like they were the only <laughs> franchise in the league who's like uh-huh. dealt with the Kyrie Irving season and was like, we're going to keep winning afterwards. You know, like they did that. And there are so many teams. And like, how many franchises in this league would have just tanked or torpedoed as soon as a scandal involving your head coach drops and like there's all like it's all in the news yeah. mere weeks before the season starts man like and you don't they, have any of your top the, assistants they're gone and you got right, to they're gone all the stuff 30 yeah. something year old head coach who played against Jimmy Butler in college like it's a tough yeah, spot I to mean, be they, in. and they they got through it all you know like you can't i mean as an organization from what we understand of what happened or did not happen there's not like these things are sort of beyond your control when when somebody acts in this way would you like you my question is so yes this is a disappointment a disappointing season but if you were a 76ers fan would you trade would you like trade everything that you got right now to be the celtics instead like i think the answer is yes i don't oh, know that I, yeah. there's anybody in the east um who wouldn't trade everything they have in order to be in the position that the Celtics are in right now. And in, as, as, as this all feels right now, I still think the Celtics can be somewhat happy about the way their future looks. Yeah, they should. I mean, again, these guys are young and it's just a matter of finding these right pieces around yeah. two all NBA players in a conference that you are already the favorite. The big question to be, Four, like another team four times in the finals. Sorry for the second football analogy, but the no. hardest thing to find in the NFL is a quarterback you can win a championship with. And yeah. basketball, the hardest thing is a number one star that you can win a championship with. Mm-hmm. They, found, they found that. Yeah. Figuring out everything else around it is easier. It's not easy, but it's easier. They have Jason Tatum. A healthy Jason Tatum has the ability to get to that level. Whether they get there or not, they've already done the hard part. And there are lots of teams who go decades without having a player like that. They got another one. Don't jump. And look off at what bridge. the seventy like. You're talking about the seventy six. Look at what they did to get their MVP. They like sucked for ten years <laughs> and wasted like five draft picks yep. on like number one top five draft picks to get one guy who could take you to the second round of the playoffs before everything falls apart. And the Celtics didn't have to do that to get their guys. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, 
the playmaking and is pretty weak for both guys. They've been pros for six or seven years. So I'm, I think I'm a little bit less bullish that there's still a lot of improvement, but I want to, I want to ask one thing about Jimmy Butler in the heat. Jimmy Butler was named MVP of the Eastern conference finals. You know, thanks Reggie Miller for being the swing vote five, four Mm. over Caleb Martin Uh, tour Mm -hmm. divorce from Reg from Reggie Miller. But we've, we've heard (laughs) all about Hemi. We've heard all about playoff Jimmy and, they did blow the 3-0 lead in, until tonight when they blew them out. How do you feel about playoff Jimmy Butler and the heroics and everything we've uh, sort of lent to that narrative and that legend after the last four games? Because I think it's different than I felt after the 3-0 lead. He's tired. <laughs> and so I think playoff <laughs> Jimmy is now tired playoff Jimmy. But this is to your point about a, a player like Damian Lillard is I think that Jimmy's presence has value. And Jimmy is able to come up with some clutch shots. Like, he hit big shots tonight. He wasn't a perfect player at any point. He hit those big free throws a couple nights ago. Like, having a guy like that, I think, has value for your team that's hard to measure. So, yeah, he's not uh, Jordan-esque all the time like he was for those early series. But I do think that when you have a player who – who uh, I guess embodies the culture of your team so strongly in such a strong way. I think it does permeate the team. I don't think you have Caleb Martin, the real MVP of the conference finals. If you don't have Jimmy. Butler. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I mean, this is a, uh, you know, they lost games against a better team and he looked bad against a better team. He looked tired. He looked hurt, but that game six was still, I mean, I think he scored what 12 points in the last four minutes or something and hit probably, the most clutch three free throws ever, maybe? I can't think of another another time where somebody's had to hit three free throws like that, and he nailed all three, and they should have won that game. And you go back into, like, we sometimes, or people sometimes pick and choose when they decide when a player is uplifting his, his teammates, right? And you look at Jimmy Butler, and like you said, this is, like, his DNA is all throughout. You know, he is heat culture. Yeah. And his DNA is on is there throughout those players, and he's uplifting these players. And he never, his confidence never wavered at any moment throughout this series. And there's something to be said for that. Like yeah. there's something to be said for a bunch of players who look at this guy and say he thinks we're going to win, and I think we're going to win too. And and I think he and, and put that confidence. I mean, the time to sit there on the Celtics home floor and do the little timeout thing to Al Horford. I mean, they beat this team three times. Yeah in boston you know like that is he was last year beyond the the score sheet last year we all thought he was crazy when he said they'd be back and they will win like i yeah. mean that delusional confidence is is value <laughs> and this is it feels like kind of a cop-out when it comes to analysis of just saying it's in the chest it's like it's mm-hmm. culture it's what they stand for but i don't know i don't know how else to describe it because it does feel like and caleb martin was, was he was in charlotte before like he wasn't that player there and uh, gabe vincent wasn't a top five pick like these aren't played max Struess, duncan robinson coming back and like finding his confidence after last season like, these players are Playing I mean, well, like not, Bam's the only guy who's like a, a first round pick who people had aspirations for. Well, I mean, not not only Duncan Robinson playing coming back this season, he missed wide two wide Ooh, open yeah. threes in game, game six. Yep. Game winners in game six, and he missed the hell out of them shots. <laughs> you know, he was wide open, them things clanked. And he came back and hit a whole bunch of real tough, you know, clutch shots in this game. 
I mean, the team just did not fold in a way that a lot of people would have folded. You know, and the, and in terms of Jimmy Butler, he was hesitant in the first half. He was doing a lot of pump faking. He was yeah. getting in the paint, passing out. And then the second half, he said, bump all that noise. I'm still Jimmy Butler. And he attacked. And I think that that sort of lifted the team because they were like, this guy's back. You know, yeah. whether the shot's going in or not, he was he was physical again. He was aggressive again. And I think that's a huge part of how they were able to, you know, pull away in the second half. So I guess it's he is the MVP. We just his numbers don't present MVP, but we're giving him all these intangible stats that I guess that's why you get the MVP even when you don't deserve it. Uh, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's nice when a series when a series. Uh, I don't know what his shooting MVP, percentage. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I'm just saying it's nice when when a series MVP uh, gets rewarded to the actual best player on the team who you know is uh, oh, helps Curry. other players get better, even though Curry. you know. Yeah, sometimes you know, got you got to live with this narrative of oh, oh, he, he will never want to be. He got it last year. You can stop. Yeah, you can stop. Yeah. Uh, no, not that anybody's keeping score. Yeah, uh, so. I, I don't know. I felt like Jimmy shot really well this game too, from distance. Like he hit a bunch, bunch of step backs because he stopped attacking Robert Williams. He had some big threes, yeah. um, so he did play pretty well. I thought in this game. What's up, Alabaster? David, I promise you, Jimmy Butler wouldn't have gotten the MVP if he had blown a three-one lead. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, defense, um, good defense. Like he's had some steals. Yeah, Jimmy was good. Let's talk about the finals for a tiny bit. Um, how initial perception? I feel like we all know that Denver should be the major favorite going to this. The report is that Tyler Hero is going to return in Game Three. Do you think coming off this emotional series, the Heat are going to have anything left for this series for the finals? How do you think this is going to go? They look tired already. I mean, <laughs> uh, I thought they were going to lose every series that they've been in, so it feels yeah. stupid to to still believe that they're going to lose. But uh, I still think they're going to lose. Like the yeah. the the um, emotional toll combined with the talent disparity, combined with the physical toll. Like it's a lot to ask for. Combined with starting in the Mile High City. It's a lot to ask for a team that's pretty small to play against a team that is really big and also athletic outside of Jokic. Like they're big and athletic with Aaron Gordon and Michael Porter Jr. This is not the Celtics and they seem unstoppable offensively, whereas the Celtics sometimes like stall out on the offensive end. It's a tough, it's a tall, tall ask for them to even extend this past three or four games. Well, has four or five games it's a lot to ask for do we want tyler hero to come back like nah, this is no. like, you know like like this this sort of reminds me of uh what the was it jameer nelson with the, oh, with yeah. the orlando magic, magic uh yeah. a few a few years ago uh playing the lakers and it was like ray for Austin was doing really well and you bring uh you know nelson back and he blows a rotation and they sort of never recover from that and it feels like defense is kind of how they're getting here. Yeah. And is Tyler Hero going to contribute to that? Like, I mean, you got a Duncan Robinson, not to be like the play that card, but you got the, you know, you got a guy who's doing sort of the same thing, you know, to a lesser extent. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't care how tired the Heat are because they're just not as good a team as, as the Nuggets. Like, it would take, it would really have to take Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo locking down Jamal Murray and Jokic. And that seems like a really tall task for them two dudes to do. I just want to point out that it wasn't a couple years ago, and Jameer Nelson Jr. is actually in college right now. 
<laughs> it was a long time ago. <laughs> a, few, a few years ago. <laughs> you know, like when you get to a certain age, you know, like when, like my, my dad, you get to a certain age and it's like, yeah, man, a couple, I saw a guy a couple years ago and he's like talking about 1995. <laughs> like I'm getting to that point. Like yeah. I'm getting to that point. That movie I've, came out two years ago and he's talking about Rocky IV. So. To, the, um, to the Tyler Hero point, um, you, you take a step back defensively with Ty, Tyler Hero, but it's worth it if you get the offensive boost. But if... If uh, Gabe Vincent and Caleb Martin are playing like they're playing, then you don't have to take a step back defensively. And then it's like a step back offensively to take the ball out of Caleb's hands the way he's been playing right now. So, yeah, I think you bring Tyler Hero back for a few minutes here or there. When you do have the offensive lulls, it'll be nice to run the offense through him rather than right now. It's like they run it through Duncan Robinson on occasion when they yeah. want to get a break to other people, which his shooting opens other things up, but it's it's not as effective, I don't think, or it's not as dynamic. When they run him off the off the um, three-point line and he goes in and has to start making decisions, it's it's not always good. He did have one game where he had like nine assists, though, but it's not yeah, always as I mean, consistent as if um, Tyler Hero's in there making those decisions. Yeah, and that zone defense, congratulations, it confounded the Celtics. That zone defense ain't going to work in Denver, buddy. I'm going to tell you that right now. And you can't hide Tyler Hero in the zone defense against that Denver team. They're going to do too much. I, You know, I just hope that Miami's not down 0-2 by the time he comes back. It kind of becomes a moot point. You know, like you got to um, – I, I don't think this series is going to be really competitive. Of course, I said that last series. I think, uh, <laughs> you know, like you said, we're just betting against the heat um, nonstop. But this would have to be the sort of – Jimmy Butler would have to play better than he's even played so far, which is, I think he's somebody who always maxes out his talent whenever he's out there and he would have to go above and beyond. Like he would have to really pants Jamal Murray in the finals in a way that we haven't seen this dude uh, suffer with 35 and five going into the, going into the finals, you know, 40, 50, 90, um, you know, in the, in the conference finals, like he's on the heater just as much as, as Jokic is. And Jimmy Butler's going to have to really take him out the series, and that's a lot to ask for. Yeah, I mean, they're a small team. That's the way keep, what I keep coming back to is, like, where is their advantage? Normally, if you're a smaller team, then you have the athleticism advantage, but they mm. don't really have that with um, Porter and Gordon. Uh, I'm not sure where the advantages are. Uh, they The Nuggets are a great three-point shooting team. The Nuggets are also effective defensively. I, I, I don't really see much of an advantage, and maybe – um, Spo over Malone is is an advantage, but I don't know what he's gonna cook up to stop um, Jokic. It's, every time they play Jokic in the past, he put up numbers on that great Heat defense. So I don't know what what Spo been holding on to. He didn't want to <laughs> he didn't want to blow his secret defense until the finals, but he better bring it out. Yeah, I mean your your best shot is game one. Hope that there's some rust going on with that Denver team. Hope that they come out, you know, I mean, it's been, what, nine di- nine days? It'll be nine days since they played, something like that. You hope they come out rusty. Hope that you can wear them out. But, man, oh, man, it looks like we might be, uh, you know, done with basketball in like a week and a half. <laughs> the, heat, the Heat just on sheer Heat culture, got to get them one. They're going to get one. They gotta, We're being so disrespectful to the Heat. Like, they, they might even win this thing. Like, I should show them some more respect given that they – have played really well, but they ain't played nobody like this. They no, they have not. And they, have, the, I mean, the Celtics are a great team. The Celtics are going to poop 
Yeah. In the last five minutes of every game, and Denver has not done that. Like Denver, Denver don't be blowing. Don't Denver doesn't yeah. blow I mean, games. The, like the Celtics this. gave up games to to the to the Hawks. The Celtics mm-hmm. uh, were down, faced two elimination games against the 76ers, and then obviously they got their whooped by the Heat for three games in a row. You look at what the Nuggets have run through, some really easy series for them. <laughs> like mm-hmm. they, they, weren't, they weren't messing around uh, in any of those series. They look sharp, and they look uh, like they were on a mission. And Jokic, it's – about that time to start putting rings on your fingers to go with those champion, yeah. those MVP trophies. Yeah, but but again, to go back to the Celtics and blowing this whole thing up, there's no sort of juggernauty team in the league right now. Yeah. You know, like this thing could. It's not like there's a dynastic team be, right there. It might be, it might be the different. Nuggets. It might it be, be the Nuggets. You look at their they got their guys wrapped up until like 2028, I think. Well, yeah. they got put. They got Murray. They got, got a uh, a three year deal. I think they can give him mm-hmm. one this off season. They got Michael Porter Jr. wrapped up until 2028, and Jokic can't get hurt because he don't do nothing fast. So, right, yeah, they, just yeah, they're good to go for quite some time. I ain't never seen nobody tear nothing important moving at half speed. Yeah, I mean, you know, ride horses. He just, you know, that's the most dangerous thing he does is corralling horses or whatever he does with them. All right, guys, What's before up? we get out of here, I think we took this to the end, but let's. Give Jimmy Butler some fuel. Give Heat Culture some fuel. Put some stuff on the record. Let's go. Uh, a cu- finals predictions. How's the series going to go? I'll even give one, too. All right. I got Nuggets in six. Nuggets in five, man. Breaks my heart. Sorry, Heat Culture. Sorry, Jimmy Butler. Please make it entertaining. I don't want basketball to end, so I'll just piss you off. Jimmy Butler, you're not him. How about that? Does that work out? Yeah, you I think, think you think he'll watch it? You think he's watching this right now? You yeah, think he's watching this? Jim Butler, you're not that guy. Don't, don't, don't let Alabaster off the hook. What you got? You got N- nuggets and a sweep? Nuggets and four, baby. Let's go. Oh. Oh. No respect. Oh. They can't get one. Oh. Oh, confetti cup. Good work. Yeah.